John 10. And we are finishing up today understanding and overcoming generational mindsets. Last week we didn't get to even get to the message, so I got to get to it today. When you have John 10, say, I have it. And let's read it together out loud. Ready? Read. The thief. Ah. Everybody get it? Everybody got it? When you have it, say, I have it. Because we're going to read it. Make sure your neighbor's in John and not in Joshua. Ready? Read. The thief comes only in order to steal, kill, I came and have it to the full. Let's read it again. Ready? Read. The thief comes only in order I came and have it in abundance. And I told you that the message Bible says a more better life. Say more better life. And so we've been talking about overcoming. First we had to identify. Now we're at the place of overcoming and how to overcome generational mindsets. We walk you through the whole deal um, about you not being under a curse. You are not empowered to fail. You're born again. Um, You're a believer in Christ Jesus. And Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. So we settled that some weeks ago. Say amen to that. And then we get to this point um, through our lesson. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 10. Because we told you you're not under a curse. It's not a, 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 a curse that you're under generationally, but it is the influence of your father's house. It is, it is the environment that calls you to think and live the way you think and live right now. And so now we're at the point of overcoming, dealing with, attacking these mindsets. Second um, Corinthians chapter 10 and verse number 4 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So we ended or we get to this place of whatever is going on in your mindset, in your thinking that comes up against the word of God. And we know the word of God is designed to have you live this John 10, 10 life. Whatever is in your thinking that's causing you not to live the John 10, 10 life, it says grab it. It says capture it. It says bring it into captivity. It says cause it to obey Christ. Every loose thought, every emotion, every reckless thought that's coming up against the word of God, we got to bring it all in. And so we got to that point and then we went through, um, even in Genesis chapter 12, we talked to you that, um, 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 he took, well go there, go to Genesis 12. I don't want to go too quick. Go to Genesis chapter 12. Hallelujah. Before I jump to the end again, I want to just bring you up to date whether you were here or not, um, I really believe that this lesson is key for this time, just like all of them are. Genesis 12 and verse number 1 says, Now the Lord said, had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee, unto a promised land. There's a land of promise that God has set out and carved out for our lives and for our, our, our finances, for our health, for our wealth, for our thinking, for our 
relationships. He says, but you got to get away from your father's house. Again, not a physical leaving, but get away. Break the mindset. Break the cycle that's been causing you to go in these circles. And if you be honest with yourself, you've been going in some circles in your life that you yourself, you're tired of going in. And we've done all the superficial things of getting rid of that and never once attacking this mindset. I'm going to give you a very practical lesson today on how to attack this mindset, how to change how you think, how to change. There are some things, London and I are talking about some stuff, some things we didn't even realize we got to break in our lives. Some things we've broken, some things we've not broken. It's become a part of life. This is how we are. It's what I do. This is how I am. And really, how you saying you are comes up against this. And so we have to break that so we can live this John 10, 10 life. Everybody here would raise their hand and say, yes, I want the life God wants me to have. I want it to the full. I want it to overflow. I want the good life. I want Jeremiah 29, the thoughts he thinks toward me, peace and expect. I want all of that, Pastor. What's keeping me from getting to that? Well, I declare it is mindsets that we have picked up along the way that keeps bumping up against this word. You hear the word, but your mindset comes up against it. Whether it's a poverty mindset, whether we, was, we was, went to the, the movies yesterday and one of the, 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 the previews was about a movie about this girl who thinks she has to be promiscuous because that's the mindset she picked up when she was young. That's what somebody told her and she locked that in and her whole life was about her giving herself away. That's a mindset. It has to be broken. It, it, you said, well, just cast that lust demon out. Yeah, once you get off the floor, you still got to attack that mindset. And we've stepped all over that and we thought everything was just demons and devils and oil and stuff and, and that's a part of it but you still got to attack it with this word this word is living it is living it is alive and it's meant to be planted glory to God in heaven and, and so he says I want to show you this promised land but you got to get away from the thinking that has caused you to live and do how you're doing now then we went through the creations the last time we were here we talked about the human creation and the individual and we got all the way down to the historic, but we told you regardless of what condition you're in, there's another creation. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. Go there real quick. And it is the born again creation that simply says, and you know this, if any man, verse 17, therefore if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away and behold, all things become new. You get a do-over. You, you're, you're born again. Jesus came that we may have a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance. And here's the thing. You get a second chance, but why take your second chance and live it like your first if your mind has not been renewed? Because that's what's happening. You got a second chance. You're new. You're born again, but you're still living like you're not. You're still suffering like you're not. You're still struggling like you're not. And God came that we can have a life. You just read it and have it in abundance. Not it is not the will of God that you struggle in any area of your life. Write that in your notes and circle it. I don't care who's told you that. I don't care where you read that. I don't care what came in your eye gates or ear gates. It is not the will of God that you struggle in any area of your life. That's why he went through it so we wouldn't have to go through it. And so we got down to this point of, okay, pastor, now what do I do? I heard all of what you said. Now, how do I attack this mindset? I know what mine is, pastor. I identified my mindset that's against this word. How do I deal with it? Romans chapter number 12. Turn there. Because we, we, we left off in Genesis where Isaac was about to go down 
um, to Egypt and, and repeat the same thing his father did. But the word of the Lord came unto Isaac and said, don't go to Egypt. The word of the Lord interrupted the pattern in Isaac's life that he kept repeating. And, and here's the deal. We got to get to a point where the word of God interrupts every mindset and every pattern that's been keeping you living beneath where God wants you to live. It's the word of God. Romans chapter 12 and verse number one. Pull it up on the screen. When you have it on your lap, say I have it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world. But be ye, let's read this word together, but be ye, say it loud, be ye transformed, be ye changed, be ye changed by the renewing of the re, almost the reprogramming of your mind. You got, you got the, because we've been indoctrinated even at early ages and some of the things that you were indoctrinated with even at age five, six, seven is still a part of you today. So you got to almost reprogram. You got to reprogram. You got you to gotta detox your mind. You got to change the software. You got to put something new in there. And it takes time to do that. And people don't want to go through the work of renewing their mind. They want to they wanna camp out at this is just how I am. This is how I've always been. My mom was like this. This is just who I am. Take it or leave it. Uh, 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 uh. And you know yourself, there's some behaviors, there's some things, some mindsets, some actions, some things that you lash out on that you don't even want to be doing. You don't even like it yourself. Why not change it? See, this puts the lesson in your lap. I'm, 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 I'm done with my part. I'm putting it in your lap this morning. I've, I've been up here four weeks with it. Now this is your turn. What you going to do with it today? So we read to you in James chapter 1 verse 21 that it is the word that can save your soul. We got there. We read to you in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 um, that it is the word that works in you that believe. We read to you in Colossians chapter 1 and 3 that it is the word that brings forth fruit. It brings forth fruit. Say fruit. It brings forth fruit. Now we got to Luke chapter 8. Go to Luke chapter 8. Yeah, boy. It took me a minute to get this, man. And it took me some years of stopping and starting and stopping and starting. Some years of thinking I had got it and realized I hadn't got it. And thinking my mind was renewed and realized my mind wasn't renewed. Because you, you know your mind is renewed when there ain't even an a inkling or residue of what used to be there. I don't even want the residue of what used to be there. I said I don't want the residue. Luke chapter 8. Verse number 11. You got it? Say, I have it. Let's read it aloud. Ready? Read. Now, let's stop doing this. Let's all read it together. Tell your neighbor, say, quit playing and read the scripture. Tell him, say, quit playing. Luke chapter 8, verse 11. Ready? Read. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. I like that. The seed is the word of God. Go to Mark chapter 4. The seed is the word and, and the seed is alive. The seed is alive. Mark chapter 4 and verse 14. Just about to get real good. Mark 4, 4, 14. When you have it, say I have it. Now put on your I got a couple thousand dollars coming out the church voice. 
I don't know how it's coming or where it's going to come from, but it's coming. Put that voice on. Ready? Read verse 14. Read. The soul. I knew it. I knew it. I, I knew it. 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 I, I, knew, I knew I'd do it. <laughs> read it again. Ready? Read. The sower. So the seed is the word and the seed is alive. The only way you know that seed is alive is if you plant it. When you go to the grocery store and go through the aisles and you see seed for cucumbers and seed for tomatoes, it's just seed in a little pouch. That seed in that pouch is living. But you can only find out the life of that seed if you plant it. Okay, so we're talking about at the point now of now overcoming, attacking the mindsets. So the seed is the word and the sower sows the word. Where do I sow the word? In your heart. Write it down. In your heart. You sow it in your heart. You sow it in your heart. We told you last week. Well, I didn't get to it last week. But Proverbs 4 and 23 says to guard your heart because out of your heart flows your life. Your life. The parameters, the the boundaries of your life, the course of your life comes out of your heart. Which means if there's some things that's being produced in your life, there's some things in your heart that shouldn't be there. So what you got to do now is plant new seed. You got you to go in the word and grab some new seed. You got to plant the new seed in your heart. How do I plant seed in my heart? Let's get real practical. You plant seed in your heart by speaking it. By confessing it. You confess the word, which is seed. It goes down in your heart. What's in your heart comes back up out of your mouth and goes around you. And you create an environment of the word. So you sow it in your heart. How do I sow it? By confessing it. Go to 1 John chapter 5. Yeah, yeah. If out of my life, out of my heart flows my life. Catch this now, people of God. If out of my heart flows my life, if out of my heart flows my life, I need to give it some attention to what's in my heart. And don't bat a lie that, well, it's there now. It's always been, that's just how I am. I don't care if it's bitterness, hatred, unforgiveness, lack, thinking, I don't care what it is, you can uproot it. First John 5. Best way to plant seed of God's word in your life is by speaking the word. First John 5, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Because when you confess the word, you're just simply speaking his will. Now here's the thing. You have things in your heart, in your life, mindsets you don't want. You got to go in here and, and look in his will, this is his will, and find out what you need from here to attack what's in here that you don't want. And you confess it. Not when you get to church. 
not not in choir rehearsal, but you go home and you get you some index cards and you find the will, the word of God regarding what it is you want to uproot in your life. You put it on an index card and every day you hammer it. Every day you read it. Every day you confess it and you confess it and you mull over it and you confess it and you meditate it and you say it and you say it and you say it and you say it. And pretty soon you'll begin to see what was down there begin to be pushed out and new things begin to grow. You grew up and somebody called you dumb, 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 dumb. You dumb, 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 dumb. You stupid. You can't pass test. You can't finish school. You dumb, dumb, dumb. You don't know nothing. You ignorant. You silly. You dumb. You dumb. You dumb. That's a mindset. You've locked into that. Now you're afraid. You go to. You don't want to go to class. You don't want to go to school. You want to do this because that keeps ringing. That's your mindset. That's your complex. You get the word. Simple word. I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. You can put it and get, but that's just one. I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. And you mull over that and you speak that and you speak that and you'll you'll come to find out that as you go to take your next test or your next whatever, there'll be a supernatural boldness on you. There'll be a supernatural understanding on you. It'll Because you've been speaking the word and it pushed out I'm dumb, I'm dumb, I'm dumb. I can't I can't, I can't. I can't comprehend I can't follow. I don't take tests good. I'm not a good test taker. It'll push that out. It'll, 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 it'll dig up the old seed and put new seed and grow new leaves, new trees in your life. I go to Romans chapter 10. You have to find the seed you want to grow and plant it. You find the seed you want to grow. When you go to Jewel, you go to Jewel, you walk through the aisles, you go to Home Depot, you walk through the aisles, and based on what you want to grow, that's the seed that you pick. You say, I want to grow me some collards. So you go in the seed line and you pick some collards. Collard seeds. Now on the front of that little pouch, it shows you a picture of what? It showed the result you're going for. On, that's, that's why you pick it. You say, I want to get these collars. I want, it's, not a, it's not a picture of seed. It's a picture of the harvest that the seed is going to produce. And you plant it with that harvest in mind. Nobody plants seed and don't expect it to grow. You don't say, hey, I planted some collars and if they come up, we'll eat them next week. You say, girl, I planted some collars and they, listen, when they come up, we're going to have us a feast. Come on here. Look at Romans chapter 10. Verse number 10. I got to finish this. That's why I went right into it. I wanted to sing my song, Joy Bells, but I said, I'm not going to sing it. Maybe we'll sing it later. I've been hearing that song all week. It's time for joy to be in the body of Christ. It's time, it, come on, it's time for some joy. Too many long faces, too, too many folk ain't enjoying life. Saying they say, smile. And don't just smile because I told you to smile, but smile because God has been good to you. And although things ain't been going the way you want them to go, God is still a good God. That's why I smile. I'm happy. Before he made the song, I was happy. Come on here. Romans 10, verse number 10. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and look at here, and with the mouth confession is made to salvation. We usually try to keep this fence in around people getting saved. You come up, you set a confession, give the Lord your heart, get to put your hand, we all good. But this salvation is comes from the Greek word satirio or satiria, which basically means it's a package deal. 
When you got saved, you got a boatload of benefits. You got a boatload of benefits. So how do I get this boatload of benefits? Health and peace and joy and good relationship and good husband, good wife and children. How do I get all that from the unseen realm into the seen realm? Confession brings salvation. Confession draws it in. And whenever you are trying to draw something from the unseen realm to the seen realm, there will be turbulence. That's why you got to fight the good fight of faith. Because the devil don't want you to bring that in from the unseen realm to the seen realm. It's already yours. He's already given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Now all I got to do is use my faith and draw it in. I got to bring it from the unseen realm to the seen realm. And the devil don't like that. That's why when you're trying to do it all, hell breaks loose. But I shall not be moved. I'm not going to continue to live my life with a mindset that doesn't agree with the word of God. I'm getting the word of God and I'm planting it and I'm waiting through my blade season for everything I planted to come up and grow in my life. So I'll be the better for it. So confession is made to salvation. Go to Mark chapter 11. Mm -hmm. We have no excuses now, people of God. I'm putting the lesson in your lap today. Test time. Come on here. Mark 11, verse 12. And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. Jesus was hungry. He was hungry like I am now. Anybody else hungry? You just like Jesus. Come on, he was hungry. I try not to break the fast after I preach both services, so I'm hungry. You know, we was challenged last week, Pastor Lennon and I, and um, what happened to the days when the saints would come over and ring your doorbell with with food? Little soup, you know, little little pot pie, some, you know, hot toddy, bring something to the reverend. I took care of her and she took care of me and I made some of her and she made some of me and I boiled tea and she boiled tea. And we all right. Come on here. We're going to grow old and eat oatmeal together. Come on here. Put our teeth in the same jar. Come on here. That's the kind of love you want, honey. You want a love that lasts. Come on here. Then Keith Sweat said, make it last forever? Come on. Come on, come back. And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing the fig tree afar off heaven leaves, he came, if happily he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves for the time of figs was not yet. So if the time of figs was not yet, why did he go to the tree looking for figs? Because he saw leaves. And leaves indicates there should be fruit. And it is the enemy's job to keep us in this cycle of having a leaf life. We come and have leaf life. We have leaf church. Look at what happens here. And, and, and Jesus answered and said unto it. Because I told you last week, your thought life has nerves. 
It has guts. It speaks up. It talks. It has a voice. You ever been on by yourself and talk yourself into a stupor? Or or do you open your mouth? You thought yourself into some some turmoil, some some chaos, some you thought yourself into some confusion, into some anger. You ever said thoughts just thought wrong, let your thoughts just get away and, and end up mad with somebody? You're like, what's it? They they wasn't there, they ain't said nothing to you. You, you done thought yourself. So that's why you gotta grab them thoughts. Them things got nerves, honey. So Jesus answered and said unto it. Sometimes you got to tell your, your thought life, your thought, this, this stuff, there. shut up, shut up. No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. And they went on now and then. Jesus threw some tables around at the church house and stuff like that. And then in, in verse 20, it says, and in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. You have the ability with your confession to kill what you don't want in your life and raise up what you do want in your life. You can confess your way to victory. You can confess your way to freedom. That, that's planning the word. That's planning in your heart. And, and Peter calling, verse 21, remember it said to him, Master, behold, um, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. And Jesus answered, said unto him, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith in his life. He shall have in his life whatsoever he confesses. So you go in the word, you find the seed, which is the word, you find what you want to grow in your life and you confess it so you can plant it in your heart. Now go to Mark chapter four. Keep going, keep going, because you got to do this because the same listen, the same characteristics that apply to natural seed apply to the word. The laws that govern natural seed govern the word. The behavior of natural seed is the same pattern of the word of God. It's the same pattern. Um, The same way natural seed works, the word works. Mark chapter 4. Just like you can plant some collards and collards grow, you can plant peace. You can plant joy. You can plant new job. You can plant increase in finances. You, you, You can plant... Um, um, forgiveness you, you can plant anything from the word and he said verse 26 of Mark chapter 4 so is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground and should sleep and rise night and day once you plant the seed you going about your business no farmer plants seed and sits out in the back and just watch the dirt it said you sleep and rise night and day and the seed should spring up and grow. Look at this next thing here. You don't even know how. It ain't your job to know how. It ain't your job to try to get to the end result of tree. It's your job to plant the seed and rest. I just said something right there. We've been consumed with trying to get the tree up. That ain't your job. Your job is to plant the seed. The tree is in the seed. <laughs> it says, for the earth, 28, bring it forth fruit of herself. First the blade, then the ear, and after.
after that, the full corn in the ear. I only want to focus on the blade right now. Because this is the part we have overlooked. We have planted seed true and jump right to the full corn in the ear expectation and skip the whole blade. That causes you to have a leaf life. But you look good but when we get up on you, there's nothing there. The blade is my, I tell you for me, it's my main focus right now. Because the initial part of seed, the initial growth part of seed is unseen. It's underground. This blade season is where the character of the word is embraced. It is where your heart, your heart is made right. If everything flows out of your heart, you can't plant seed and just jump to full corn in the ear. You got to go through the blade season where God gets your heart right. He turns your heart toward him. He cleans your heart out. He's working all the unseen areas of your life so you can get to the full corn setting. And everybody wants to jump right to full corn so we can testify. And that's why testimony is just like, uh, uh, she said, what? Because uh. you jump from seed to full corn in the ear. But that blade season, that's where God changes how you think and how you feel and how you choose. That's where you shift it etern- internally. That's where your, your inside is changed. That's where your nature is, 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 is um, 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 dealt with. Your character is dealt with. How you view life and marriage and finances and all that. It's all that is dealt with in this blade season. How you approach life. It's all dealt with in the blade season. And in that blade season, sometimes you don't see nothing for a minute. And that's why you can't judge folk. Because just because they ain't saying full corn in the ear, just because they ain't making the, lo- what's it called, lotos, the lotes, the lotus, just because they ain't making that don't mean they ain't working the world. Some of y'all jumping right to a full corn in the ear and, 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 and others are in their blade season. And God is working some on the inside and soon and very soon you'll see some on the outside and say, oh, look at sister, look at brother, look at what God did for them overnight. Ain't no overnight nothing. I've been in the blaze season. You just didn't know. I kept to myself and I prayed and I watered my seed. I got my heart right and I went through for some time and I, I, you, you, wasn't, you don't know nothing about all that because I didn't come in with no badge. I didn't want no badge. I said, I'm in my blaze season. We didn't do that. I just went through. I let God take me through. I, I, I let God take me through what I had to go through so I could come out on the other end and be pure gold and have fruit that remains. It's a blade season. Don't let folk trick you into skipping your blade season. Competing and comparing will get you to skip your blade season. Oh, they get that already? I'm, I'm, I'm going for it. Uh, 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 uh. Stay in your blade season. Let God do everything on the inside in the unseen areas of your life. So when we begin to see the fruit, it ain't spoiled. When the fruit does come up, it remains. Come on here. And so I declare, I declare that you will not abort your blade season. 
even with this mindset, attacking these mindsets, it's going to take some time to renew your mind. Don't you fool yourself. Don't you buy into your own hype because you read two scriptures and came to prayer on one first Saturday that you're good to go. Now, the devil is a liar. Go through your blade season. Sometimes your blade season hurts. Sometimes you have to cry. Sometimes like you you and your blade season by yourself. Sometimes you're like, God ain't even in there with you. Ain't nothing happening. It's dark in your blade season because it's underground. It's unseen. Stay right there and let God work this inner part because what happens is once you get that done, nice to the ear, nice to the full corner in the ear, and you can appreciate every season when you know God has done it. You testify better when you know God has done it. You know folk that's up there putting it together while they up there and they, they pulled the piece from here and the page from there and, and they just, no, 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 I don't want to hear that. I want to hear what God has done. And when you know God has done some things and you testify, see, see, I know when, when you, God that really took you through the, all the seasons because you testify with scars. Yeah. <laughs> I don't look like what I've been through. Sometimes you do. You don't buy all these church cliches. Sometimes you do. You got to fix it, but sometimes you do. Sometimes you come out and you, you, like, you look like the hell you done been through. But you made it. Come on here. Got to fix it. He'll get you together. But sometimes you just get on. Just get me through, God. Help me, Jesus. So if you, if you, if you don't abort this blade season... Every mindset. I ain't got nothing deep for y'all. This is what I got. Every mindset. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. It takes time for God to deal with this inner. There's been so many times, man, I've jumped off the table and took off my little hospital gown and said, I got it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm free. Just to realize that get back here on this table, tie your little gown back up, with your booty out. We're not done with you. And you know when he ain't done, when you get out, when you get off that table, when I tell to life, life will show you you ain't done. He ain't done, get back in there. And I got tired of going back to the table with my booty out. Come on. You know that gown don't fit nobody. I don't care how small you are, it, it don't fit nobody. It wasn't meant to fit nobody. Like, who made these gowns? Was it a pervert or something? Who made these gowns? I go take my physical man and, and she, the lady coming in. And I said, what, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> I just start bringing my own. Bring your own robe to the house. Because <laughs> if you go through this blade season, and you get to this full corn in the ear, that's where the outcome that the Bible promised, listen, is manifested in your life. This mindset has changed now. Now, the things you used to do, you really don't do them no more. Because this, this, this blade season ain't a wishing and a hoping. This is work. 
This is, this is, it's continually challenging that mindset because every time you go somewhere where that mindset is used to leading, it's going to speak up. And you got to say, wait a minute, time out. We're not going that route no more. <sighs> nope, we're not going to do that no more. Uh-uh, I recognize, nope, that's that mindset. Nope, not going to do that no more. You have a choice. Go to Ephesians, and I'm sitting down. Hallelujah. I just want us to, to walk in where God wants us to walk in. That's, 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 that's my whole thing. Nothing else. And, and, and look at what chapter I say? Five. In this blade process, when you're confessing this word, this word should bathe you. Look at verse 25. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Look at 26. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. And this washing of the word is kind of like, you know, here's right, here's how it should be. You ever traveled certain parts of South and you went in there to take a shower and they got that soft water? I can't stand that soft water. I, the first time we did it, I didn't know about soft water. And I'm in there with shampoo and, and, and shower gel and soap. And I'm lathered up like Lassie's dog. Come on. Here. <laughs> and this soap would not come off of me for nothing. That's how you got to be washing the word. You lather up in it. And don't just, don't just speck it, rinse it right off. Like, you know, my son going to take a shower. He and all but 30 seconds. <laughs> and we hear him. We say, you done? Yes. Get back in there. <laughs> you can't even lather up in 30 seconds. That's what some of us want to do with this word. We want to just jump in there, say a scripture, a good service. I'm good now. I'm clean. Uh-uh-uh. You got to lather. And turn that soft water on. And lather some more. I was, I, when I first I was so mad in that shower, man. Because it was ridiculous. That soap would not come off of me. <laughs> but that's how you're going to wash in this word. Not, 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 not a, not a 10 second shower. You know, one of my sons get in there. He just get in there and turn the water on and do like this. Then he get out. Jaden, you take I'm done. Yeah, in the shower, butt ain't wet, back ain't wet. <laughs> you can't do that. And and don't, I gotta sit down. Don't try to convince yourself where you need a washing. Because sometimes your children are getting there and says, I'm good. My arm's just dirty. <laughs> no, no, no. Get all the way in. Because there's some, this heart, remember, there's some areas in your life you don't even know. Let the word wash it. Don't, don't, don't allow it to get you in trouble first, then you'll go back and try to wash it. Let the word wash it. 
I'm good. I just want to wash my back today. And it'll change every mindset and cause you to live this John 10. That's what I'm getting after. John 10, 10 life. Yeah. If, if, if I was allowed to name this church because I wasn't, this is a he, I would have called it Good Life Church. A better life church. Because that's what I'm after, man. But this is the Lord's church. He says it's going to be called Lifeline. Because it's a lifeline. And some of y'all here, I mean, it's a lifeline for me. Aren't you glad God placed you here? Did you receive stuff from this series? Listen, if you receive something from this series, clap your hands real hard and real loud. And thank the Lord. Hallelujah.